Transitions can be tough both in life and on the yoga mat. Yet indeed, you can train yourself to make them easy and maybe even effortless. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that, and perhaps a bit more, so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me, and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to episode 69 of the show. Before we get into the three essentials for making transitions a little bit more effortless, I want to let you know that I've got a resource out there that you can take advantage of to make one of the most basic transitions in a yoga practice more accessible and maybe even more effortless. It is a video of me walking you through how to do a sun salutation. Now, if you're familiar with a sun salutation, you won't need this. But if you've never heard of a sun salutation or you're newer to yoga, I have a video that I'd love for you to grab, and I will put a link to it in the show notes so that you can begin to work on a basic yoga transition that can honestly transform your life pretty dramatically if you practice it consistently. So check out the show notes and grab that download. Last week, we dived a bit deeper into transitions and the fact that transitions are tough because you are grieving the loss of the way things used to be. It's about the loss. It's not necessarily about the transition or the process itself. You're grieving the habit that you're trying to change. Or maybe you can think of it like this, the old way of living or your nature to the new way of living or being, even if it's temporary, even if it's just that transition in getting out the door in the morning with a toddler or with a preschooler, or even learning a new skill like yoga. I also took you through a visualization to reveal to you a bit of the process that we all go through when transitioning from one thing to the next. Transitions are happening all the time, from the everyday moments to the larger times in life, like job changes, menopause, retirement, marriage, adding children to your family. We feel those experiences on the day in and day out, and we approach them. And there's likely a large part of your life that is spent anticipating or recovering from transitions. But we also feel nature's transitions through the seasons. And, of course, the cosmic or astrological transitions with the moon and even the planets. Some of those things that we don't necessarily think about on a day-to-day basis, unless We're intentional about it. All of those cosmic bodies, all of nature's essence has energy. We all have energy and we're all moving and always moving. So naturally, there are transitions that we're going to be going through. 
at any given time in life. It's natural that they can sometimes feel clunky and awkward or frustrating and rigid rather than smooth and effortless and flowing. But it's possible to create a way of being that makes transitions more effortless, whether they are big or small, and whether they are tangible or energetic. To first get to the place of effortless action, when approaching a transition, though, there are three key things that I've discovered need to be included. The first one is to practice and have a plan. It takes time to learn how to move through transitions relatively effortlessly, and it doesn't always happen with every transition. But often in life, there are recurring themes with transitions that we go through, and often we can begin to see the pattern of how we respond after we've moved through a certain transition, whether it's similar to something we've done in the past or whether it's brand new. Then you can begin to use that pattern or that information that you've received on how you transitioned or how you grieved the loss of what you moved through to anticipate the next time you know you have a transition coming. Now, sometimes transitions aren't always predictable. We don't always know they're coming. We can, however, tune into our body awareness, to our feelings, our emotions, our inner guidance, that intuitive knowing, and begin to use it as a guide to ask what it needs to feel comfort after that transition if it's been one that is not anticipated. Learning how to move through a transition in a relatively effortless manner, as I said, takes practice and a plan. It's like developing any habit. Creating a pattern helps the habit stick, which means you have to have a plan as to how you're going to move through the transitions. And like I said, sometimes it isn't obvious until you start to take the steps to move through it, or maybe you've already moved through it. Then you discover what works and what needs to shift or change, and when you need to look for new methods. Kind of like with moving, if you've moved more than once in your life, you begin to remember and realize what needs to happen in order for that move to become more effortless the next time. That's a physical, tangible transition that you might go through in life, and you begin to refine those skills, just like I was talking about in last week's episode. But with this practice and this plan, You also need reminders. You need to surround yourself with a community of people that can help you, that can lift you up, that can support you, that can be cheerleaders for you, or can just hold space for you as you move through whatever transition it is. You might also need an accountability partner. You need people in your life to help give you reminders. And maybe it's the fact that you need reminders by setting a reminder on your phone or leaving notes around your house for reminders of how you want to be, how you want to release or let go of what you transitioned out of. Those are perfectly acceptable. That's all part of practicing moving through effortless transitions and having a plan. And you're not going to do it perfect, and that's okay. It's about learning and getting to the other side. You are deconditioning the old pattern or way of doing things. And the more consistently you do it, the better you will get at it. One of my daughter's teachers tells them that practice makes permanent. And it couldn't be more true. A children's book that we read recently also said that practice makes better. 
and everyone can get better. We can accept where we are in this moment and yet still have the desire and the motivation to practice letting go so that we can do it just a little bit better or more effortlessly. And the second essential in learning to take effortless action or to make transitions more effortless is having a growth mindset. It's where you take ownership of your thoughts and actions. One of the ways that I encourage clients to do this the most is with I statements instead of you statements or generalized statements. This is actually step number three in the flow framework that I take clients through. It's the belief in yourself and that it's possible to do whatever you want to be doing rather than putting it on someone else. Even if you're talking about your own self when you're using those you statements, you're not actually taking full ownership of your actions and your thoughts. But when you switch that language to using I statements, you take on the ownership. It empowers you to actually want to do the work to make the changes or to move through that loss or the letting go process in a way that benefits you instead of it being some ambiguous concept that maybe someday it will likely change. When you begin to shift the language and start to use I statements, that's when I know a client is really ready to do the work, and ready to start making the changes, even if you're talking about your own self. It's the openness to do things differently. Having a growth mindset is the intention or vision of how you want the transition to go or the outcome you want on the other side of the transition, how you want to feel once that transition has been made, once that loss has happened. Having a growth mindset also involves your motivation whether that's internal or external. Internal motivation is likely going to make the new habit or way of doing something stick even more because you've got this internal drive inside of you. And sometimes that's something that we can't always change, at least right away. That too could take practice and could take training rather than always being fulfilled by an external reward system or consequence system. Sometimes that's the quality that we have to cultivate within ourselves is that internal motivation. But when you have that internal motivation and when you make the shift into that internal motivation, it only promotes your growth mindset and allows for transitions to be more effortless. And now the final and third key essential for making effortless transitions is to surrender to the natural process of life. It's to flow. The universe's pace is the exact right pace for you. Your own pace is what causes stress. You are the one who places the time limitations that create the stress, the anxiety, the feelings of inadequacy, not enoughness. But when we can learn to surrender to the natural flow of events in life, it allows us to flow with life, to accept the things that we now need to let go of. It's remembering that four-step process that everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? And the end means that we often have to let go. We celebrate and reflect and let go or release. Now, surrendering doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries or even limits. It does, however, mean that you have to be clear on those boundaries and limits 
so that you can allow the flow to happen within the boundaries and within the limits. And by doing so, you're respecting and honoring yourself in the process. But when you try to grasp and hold on to and control everything in your life rather than trust and surrender, life feels sticky. It feels like those transitions are painful. They feel hard. They feel challenging because you're holding on to what used to be rather than letting go and trusting. That letting go thing, it's a hard thing. I've got a couple episodes on that. Yet with practice, you can train yourself to let go, to learn to surrender. And surrender is one of the biggest things that helps you flow with life, that helps you make transitions effortless. Surrender and trust. That's where the trust part comes in. The hope is that on the other side of the transition, you have elevated yourself in some way. You've created more self-confidence and more ease and flow in your life, no matter what the transition is. You begin to change your perspective and outlook and have a different perception so that transitions can indeed feel lighter and not so heavy and not so clunky. And like I said, it doesn't always happen with every transition. But so much of it is about the way that we approach the transition and the way that we prepare for a transition if it's possible, or the way that we nurture ourselves when going into a transition or when anticipating a transition. When I think about this first one, this having a practice or a plan in terms of your body, especially with the menstrual cycle, there are the transition times that we know are likely going to be a little bit more challenging. And that transition time, the biggest one is that luteal phase, which is the phase right before your period. And if you can begin to anticipate how you're going to feel and have a plan for going into that week or week and a half or so before your period, you'll likely make that transition more effortless. You'll likely have less mood swings. You'll likely feel more comforted. Your body won't be talking back to you or feeling as achy and tired because you've created a plan to nurture yourself. Now, when I think about this in terms of a yoga practice, it means that sometimes we just have to practice and practice those transitions until they become more effortless. With handstand, there's all three of those elements that have to be in place. You've got to surrender. You've got to just trust. You've got to have the mindset that it is possible to move through a transition like handstand. And you have to just practice it. All three of those things have to be in place. Now, if you're thinking about a transition that's not quite as tricky as a handstand, even with something as basic as a sun salutation, that transition requires the, um, the ability to do it. And, and the plan itself is that you know the postures that you're going to do. It requires practice to remember them. It requires this growth mindset that you believe in yourself and think that it is possible to actually do the sun salutation. And then finally, it requires this surrender or this trust that you will pick it up. It will become effortless in its own right timing. So many times we want to rush things. We want to hurry through them. But as I said before, the universe's timing is the exact right timing. And once we can really begin to believe that and embody that, that's when you know you are flowing. This is kind of iterative because it comes and goes depending on the situation. But 
we make steps and we move closer to it and closer to it. The more we practice it and the more we have a plan. And it all cycles through. So those three key essentials for effortless transitions are to have a plan and to practice to cultivate that growth mindset. And finally, to surrender to the natural flow of events in life because the universe's timing, God's timing, it is true and perfect. We are the ones who place the stress on ourselves. We are the ones who get anxious and get too excited and try to force or control things. But if you can do all three of those things, you are likely on your way to more effortless transitions. That's all I have for you today, folks. Thank you so much for being here. If you would, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. If your podcast player that you listen to this podcast on allows you to leave a rating or review, then do it there. But if it doesn't, head over to Apple Podcasts and you can do that from any web browser too. Search Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy, with a C, and leave a rating or review. It would mean so much to me. And that's what helps grow this podcast and get this podcast out there to more people so that it is seen by more people. Until next week, friends, I'm Kathy Stricker, and you've been listening to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. Cheers to cultivating your own version of health, harmony, and happiness in your life.